Welcome, Traveler. Tonight we are releasing the first episode of Valbrun's Guide, an ongoing series exploring in depth many of the monsters and maledictions that haunt the shadows of the world of Hallowtop. Future releases will be exclusive to our Patreon. So if you enjoy the world and would like more information on its denizens, as well as stat blocks for both Dungeon Dragons 5th Edition and Pathfinder 2nd Edition, along with additional rewards and exclusives, Come support the podcast over at patreon.com slash thedarkmeanders. Malbrin's Guide on the Nature of Gods There are many religions in this country that predate the Age of Reason and make the Saritan look like the suckling babes that they are their origins harkening back to pasts beyond the historical record and confound the modern mind to no end. While many learned scholars would no doubt dismiss these beliefs as the workings of superstitious savages chasing moon shadows, I believe that reason is far from a modern invention, and that while these observances and customs might confound contemporary logic, these were attempts by the people of that time to make sense of something far beyond themselves. Nowhere is the power and truth of earlier cult practices more evident than the creation of gods, statues given life by their connection to powers beyond our realm. The form and abilities of the gaunt differ depending on the hands of their crafters. The western saltlands have given us the clay whistlers or earthen gaunts, whose desperate attempts to communicate have driven many a poor wanderer mad. The far south, whose pretension far predates the old houses of the Republic, have produced many gold and silver constructs we now call gilded gaunts. Their works of both form and function often trap the performance of a single occult ritual they will ceaselessly attempt to complete even if the other trappings have long since been reduced to rust and rubble. Considering the necessity of sacrifice in such rituals, this often requires them to go far afield in search of fresh victims for their doomed purpose. The Eidolans produce a unique gaunt I have personally dubbed the Drift Gaunt. I believe these creatures, originally crafted as part of a portable shrine on a sailing vessel, it is said that sailors are among the most superstitious of all, and no doubt look to higher powers for some kind of protection. These powers often failed them in the end, leading to shipwreck and misfortune for the crew, but many times the gaunt lingered on, desperately seeking some new vessel to guide. There are reports that there is an island on the edge of the northern doldrums, inhabited solely by such unfortunates. Had I more time for flights of inquiry, would very much like to see such a place. The most common threat encountered by hunters in the Middle Country are the so-called Wildergons that seem to have arisen independently in both the Murwald and certain communities of Rome's Ridge. Their bodies are made from a combination of plant and animal matter, bones, branches, leather, and dried sinew. They are always crowned by the skull of an animal, some of whom have gone extinct in the time since their creation. While this visage alone would certainly be enough to inspire fear, two unique features set them apart from other gods. Despite being constructs, they have the ability to both feed and grow in strength. 
This is accomplished by a strange aura they exude that significantly accelerates the process of decomposition in their immediate vicinity. They have control over this and use it to consume both beasts and men, the latter providing significantly more energy. The second feature is the Wildegott's Lantern, a glowing heart that buzzes like a beehive as long as the creatures continue to function. No matter their construction, all gods were objects of veneration and sacrifice and still seek in some way to fulfill that purpose. Each has the ability to peel back this reality to grant visions of outer spheres that prove deleterious and fascinating in equal measure. These visions are typically granted by some form of direct contact, but more powerful gods can infect an area with outer strangeness that lingers in the earth even after their passing. The need to find worshippers and grant visions is central to each and every god, and is what makes them so dangerous. While some may be content to wait in old sacred groves and forgotten temples for a small trickle of pilgrims that still remember the old ways, others take a more direct approach and kidnap new sacrifices to coerce into veneration. While the more academic or curious among you may be interested in more particulars about God's construction and behavior, I know most of you are simply looking for a way to kill such a thing. From my research and personal experience, I can tell you that every gaunt has a heart stone, although not always a stone in the literal sense. It is some artifice housed in their core that holds the strongest connection to whatever power animates them. Great damage can be dealt to the rest of their bodies without serious consequence, but should the heart stone be destroyed, they are rendered completely inert. After a gaunt is destroyed, great care should be taken with the rest of its remains. Their long connection with the outer spheres imparts a strange alchemy to their base matter. I have heard tell that their appendages can be turned into potent weapons against aberrations hailing from the greater darkness. Their heads can be hollowed out and used to store memories long after the death of their maker, and various talismans may be crafted from their husk to ward off the worst effects of umbral corrosion. I don't wish to dwell on the multitude of old wives' tales and hedge magic attributed to gaunts. However, I think special attention should be drawn to gaunt tears, near as I figure it. The strange sparkling liquid that collects inside such golems is a kind of residue left over by their quasi-visitations to outer dimensions. I've heard some reports these tears were consumed as part of initiation rituals amongst some shamans, and can bring about a stage of euphoria restorative to both the body and the mind. However, I shudder to think what repeated consumption of such an elixir would do to any denizen of this plane. For those of you who find yourself hunting such a creature, I do advise doing your research first and bringing suitable materials to deal with their defenses. The Wildegants of the woods being made from branch and sinew, are quite susceptible to fire. Gaunts made of stone or clay require other sufficient force to break their exterior in order to render their heartstone vulnerable. I suggest the use of a black powder or other explosive, but not if one desires to make trophy or treasure of them. 
The easiest way to get close to a gaunt is to pose the pilgrim. Even those who have lost much of their purpose to the passes of time are still compelled to grant the visions of one approaching with proper respect. Having an animal sacrifice in tow can increase the chance of selling such a ruse. Wildegons especially can be readily distracted by the spilling blood, so as to tend to their peculiar form of feeding. I hope you find this information useful in your moonlit endeavors. Sincerely, Heinrich Valbrand. <laughs>